Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. So, a lot of people have been noticing notes in their electronic mailboxes from email providers or social media sites or sites that offer services in exchange for folks providing lots of personal information about themselves, which is then sold to all sorts of companies for all sorts of purposes. These new email notices usually have subject lines such as the one that Google is sending around. Quote, improvements to our privacy policy and privacy controls. End quote. Twitter, Airbnb, and many others are doing something similar. Facebook is alerting its users within the Facebook walled garden, and others are simply letting us know on their websites that they're changing their privacy policies and we should take a look at them. On first glance, it may seem like this is the result of the recent congressional hearings about Facebook's privacy practices after the news came out that 82 million or so Facebook users had some of their personal information scraped from Facebook to help construct individualized emails and websites and who knows what else to supposedly try to influence the last presidential election. Is that what's going on here? Is Congress cracking down on those who don't protect our personal information online? No, of course not. But there is a clue about what's going on, and it's in a particular date when all of these changes are going to take effect. These new improvements are effective May 25, 2018, coming right up. An interesting date but it doesn't seem anchored to anything like the beginnings of a new month or a new year or anything else specific. So what the heck is the significance of May 25th, 2018? That happens to be the date that the revised European Union General Data Protection Regulation, or GDPR, goes into effect. Wait a second, you may say, I don't live in Europe, number one, And number two, what the heck is the GDPR anyway? As we've mentioned a number of times on past episodes of The Electronic Cottage, online data protection laws are minimal, to put it politely, here in the U.S. Europeans, on the other hand, are very concerned about who has personal information about them, how it's stored, how it's used, how they can get access to that data to understand what it contains and whether it's accurate, and how people who choose to stop doing business with an online site can transfer their personal data to another online site if they choose to do so. Fine, you may say, that sounds great, but that is Europe. Why am I getting all these new privacy notices in my mailbox here in the U.S.? The answer is pretty simple. Most large online outfits have customers in the European Union. And the GDPR website points out that, quote, the GDPR not only applies to organizations located within the EU, but it will also apply to organizations located outside of the EU if they offer goods or services to or monitor the behavior of EU data subjects. It applies to all companies processing and holding the personal data of data subjects residing in the European Union, regardless of the company's location. End quote. 
So Google, Twitter, Facebook, Airbnb, Amazon, you get the idea, have to adhere to GDPR standards for anyone that they serve who lives in the EU. Now, these companies could have two sets of rules and two sets of privacy notices and two sets of back-end computer programs. And indeed, some smaller companies without a lot of customers in the EU are electing to do just that. But for the online giants, that is a whole lot of aggravation and a whole lot of expense. So many are simply opting to apply the GDPR rules to all their users, no matter where they live. And that is why online giants are presenting themselves as new champions of personal data privacy all of a sudden, at least champions starting May 25, 2018. So what exactly is considered personal data under the GDPR? Quote, Any information related to a natural person or data subject that can be used to directly or indirectly identify the person. It can be anything from a name, a photo, an email address, bank details, posts on social networking sites, medical information, or a computer IP address. End quote. That's pretty clear. But what has to happen to that data? Quite a few things, actually. But from a user's perspective, one of the biggest things is that online service providers will actually have to ask permission of people to use their personal data. And most importantly, they'll have to ask in language that regular people can understand and use to make a decision. Again, from the GDPR website, quote, The conditions for consent have been strengthened as companies will no longer be able to utilize long, illegible terms and conditions full of legalese, as the request for consent must be given in an intelligible and easily accessible form, with the purpose for data processing attached to that consent, meaning it must be unambiguous. Consent must be clear and distinguishable from other matters and provided in an intelligible and easily accessible form using clear and plain language. It must be as easy to withdraw consent as it is to give it. End quote. Whoa, now there is a revolutionary idea. Actually tell people in plain language what a company is going to do with their personal information and ask them if that's okay. Many, or perhaps most, people may very well choose to keep using Facebook or Google or Twitter or whatever, but at least they'll have a clear idea of what personal data they're exchanging in order to use those services. All people should be free to make whatever decision seems good for their own needs. But now, thanks to the European Union, we here in the U.S. will be much better able to know what we're giving up in order to watch videos or stay in touch with friends or whatever else we do on the web. So check out the new privacy statements of the services that you use and decide what makes the most sense for you. We'll be doing the same and let you know why right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. <laughs>